in today's episode. This is a really random episode, y'all. I got an email this morning, someone wanting to interview me, and this is what the email said. Hi, my name is, oh, I can't even pronounce this, Osar Humwintz, something like that. Uh, I'm a female student. I'm emailing you wondering if I can interview you as part of my assignment. My assignment is to interview a person who works in a career I'm interested in. I chose you as I'm extremely interested in pursuing a career as a CEO slash entrepreneur, and you have inspired me in such a way. The interview will be various questions about your job and how you got to where you are via email. Thanks. P.S. I love your TikTok. (laughs) So uh, we have 22 questions in front of me, and we're just going to work them out together. So number one, how did you acquire the skills necessary to be the correct person for this position? So how did I acquire the skills needed to be where I am today? Short answer, lots of mistakes, lots of learning lessons. I think elaborating on that, skills to Google search (laughs) when I have a problem to fix it. Problem solving is a skill. Time management, thinking outside the box, morning routines, being motivated. Uh, Skills to be an entrepreneur in general is a, a wide spectrum of skills. Number two, what kind of business do you work for? Is it a corporate sole proprietorship or partnership? So my enterprise is an LLC. My entertainment company is a corporation. And I also have a real estate holdings company as well. I do file my taxes as an S corp. I, my CPA could explain that in the best way possible. It's complicated. All right, next question. How was your business founded? Well, I founded it. <laughs> if you want to call having an eBay eBay store, an Etsy store, you know, that's where it started, as you guys know. So it was a split decision when my Etsy store started doing really well to branch off and form my own .com. That was between 2011 and 2013 that my businesses were rebranding and changing a lot. Four, what is the purpose of your business? Tell me about the job you do, the problems that you solve, and your overall goals. Well, the purpose of my business is, well, it's my job. I need a job to pay my bills, and luckily I love my job. But the purpose of my business, my Shopify stores, is to buy things that people really like, that make them feel special, and so they can express themselves to love themselves, especially why when everyone's home right now, fulfillment, you know, getting those packages out safely. My entertainment streams of revenue, um, say YouTube podcast, more of those are for self-help purposes, helping other women discover their power. Tell me about job you do, the problems that you solve. So problems that I solve, I find products that I can't find for myself. If there's something I like, need, or desire, I create it, find it, and then sell it. Um, Other problems that arise come with fulfillment. Those are more technical problems. Uh, As far as my creative endeavors, you know, just having the motivation to be creative and not overanalyze myself when creating content for the world. 
overall goals is to continue what I'm doing and to continue branching out and evolving as a person. Six, tell me about the atmosphere that you work in. Is it extremely professional, loud, quiet, active, etc.? How does this atmosphere affect the flow of business? The atmosphere I'm in right now is my house. It's a little chaotic with three dogs, especially a puppy, and keeping things quaint with my partner, having to separate business and pleasure. A lot of hurdles and obstacles to go over, but in the last decade, we have continued to evolve and help get over those hurdles together as a team. But it's definitely difficult to work in this space when it's dirty or loud or, you know, me being me, I walk by a dirty room and I just want to start cleaning when really I need to record a podcast episode or create content or check emails. My workspace at the warehouse is much more organized. It's been a joy working with people in real life and creating those relationships has been fun, but also managing those relationships is always a challenge, just like in any other workspace. But it's fun. It's colorful. It's more business setting there, having an office and a desk now, which is really nice. <sighs> Number seven, how do you incorporate media into your everyday business? What are the benefits and downfalls of technology in your work field? Well, my business is ran by technology, so Uh, It's incorporated in everything. It's a huge benefit, especially free social media marketing. People get upset that their Instagram isn't doing well. And I'm like, well, you'd be more upset if you were having to pay a monthly or daily fee to even promote on social media. Seven, how do you, oh, just at seven. Eight, what is the most recent challenge you have faced as a CEO? Well, I was my own boss, which I'm comfortable with, but now being the boss of nearly eight people in person, 10 people virtually, it's just very difficult, not only managing myself, but now having to manage other people, trying not to micromanage, but making sure everyone's hitting their deadlines that correspond with my deadlines. It's It can be overwhelming at times, and that's currently like the biggest thing I'm trying to process and grow from and learn from because there are a lot of mistakes in the beginning when your business changed. You have to really, uh, what's the word? You have to embrace those and welcome mistakes because just like at the very beginning of this business, I needed to, uh, when I started my business, every single day was a new challenge. But if I just let those challenges and problems continue to exist, I would have never Uh, solve those. So uh, that's kind of what's happening right now. You know, building a business plan, a business strategy to keep the business going after so long is a challenge within itself, especially if you didn't go to school for it. Number nine, what are the most valuable problem solving technologies you have taken from your time working as a CEO? Thinking outside the box and not just comfortably going to your normal way of thinking. A lot of the best solutions can be found by putting yourself above the the problem, getting yourself out of the driver's seat and looking the at the entire situation as a whole, asking a friend, a family member, a coworker, and not being defensive about the the way you got to that conclusion and staying open-minded. Uh, but there's definitely an art to problem solving. And the number one thing is being open to a different solution. And sometimes you can create solutions Solutions that you can sell and solve problems for a lot of people. What is your company's definition of success and what you do? And what is your definition of success in both life and career? 
Currently, my company's definition of success is helping women love themselves through the products that we sell. My favorite products right now are what we sell at the Horny Stoner. I like to say I'm the dildo dealer of bongs and butt plugs. So being able to help people feel good at home in a very hard time has been very rewarding. Just reading the messages from our fans and from our customers has been really uplifting for me. And ultimately, my definition of success has nothing to do with money and ultimately happiness. I talked about this on my TikTok recently, but at the end of the day, you know, relationships are the most important thing to me and having happiness in my home and with my animals. So bringing that to my job is really important and expressing to my followers who, you know, a lot of them who listen to my podcast for business motivation, uh, it's really important to me to show them the authenticity of the realistic struggle it takes to, for being an entrepreneur. So that makes me feel successful when I am helping other women feel happy within their own struggles and feel motivated to push and know that they are limitless and can do so much more than the boundaries they put around themselves. Question 11, how does your business market itself? What marketing strategies have you found to be more valuable and effective than others? My business markets itself through social media, social influencers, customer word of mouth, uh, you know, we get a lot of direct traffic and Instagram traffic. So we're everywhere on social media. Uh, two of my businesses can't advertise because we sell 18 and up products. So word of mouth and social influencers is very important. I've also found that doing contests and giveaways over the years have been extremely effective when gaining more followers, getting more traffic to the site. And what else? You know, sometimes when I've sent products to social media influencers, it hasn't been as effective. All of a sudden, sometimes they just decide to not take pictures how the rest of their profile looks. They're just quick and sloppy. So I found that our affiliate program is much more effective than just sending straight product to people. And a lot of the time sending influencers a gift card is more effective because then they get to pick out the items that they really like. And sometimes having to lock larger influencers into a contract to make sure they don't just take their money and product and run. Because it does happen a lot more than I'd like to uh, think that it does. Number 12, if applicable, tell me about the business plan that is in place or was in place to further your company. Embarrassingly enough, uh, the business plan is, well, there's really no business plan laying around. It's just to outsource the work that is costing me the most time and effectively executing what needs to be done on the day to day. But right now it's how can we hire to get the best return on investment? Number 13, what are some ethical issues that you've had that you have had, that you have experienced within the workplace? How does your business deal with these issues, problems? Uh, I think Speed is always, no, no, not speed. Let's go back to when I had my business in my garage. I hired my friends. Wasn't something I wish I would have done. Uh, being 21 and my friends around me being the same age, uh, everyone wanted to get high at work. 
Don't let spring cleaning fool you. There's always space to add a little extra something in the bedroom, and it's no secret that consuming a little THC can help set the mood. However, getting that right strain and dosage can be difficult. That's why we're thankful for today's sponsor, Via. Vaya has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. We're talking about pairing aphrodisiac herbs with a mild amount of THC. Their best-selling High Love gummy will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. Vaya also offers a wide array of other gummies with and without THC. And the best part? Vaya legally ships to all 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. No medical card required. So if you're 21 and up, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning dreams, THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code. Try Vaya Hemp with code goddess at viahemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. So when I take out a new toy from my collection and I'm having some some, you know, self-love time, I like to really elevate the mood with high love. When I'm getting aroused, my blood flow is already peaking and the gummies just totally enhance my sensations to the next level. Sometimes after a long day of work, it's just hard to relax, especially if I can't mentally get there. And I feel like us girlies really need to mentally stimulate ourselves when we're trying to orgasm. So personally, chewing a little gummy like High Love sets me in such a mellow, relaxed mood that I can actually focus and enjoy myself and have a well-deserved experience. I also really like that the products range from two milligrams to 50 milligrams. Look, I always share my party favors with my friends and some of them just can't hang all the way sometimes. So I like the low dose so that they can still get a mild effect, especially if you or their body just isn't really accustomed to the ingredients just yet. So I love that you can kind of microdose or enjoy more of the potent effects. So let the gummies work their magic. Head to viahemp.com and use code goddess to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dreams gummies. 21 and up only. And that is viahemp.com, V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com and use code goddess at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. Now back to the show. Work, everyone wanted to get high together after work. Girls would come in high at the beginning of their shift. So don't recommend hiring, hiring your friends and having drugs in the workplace. <laughs> That's a no-no. Uh, everything's a lot more professional now that we are in a warehouse and everything's legit. But, you know, you still encounter issues of people, you know, coming to work late um, being sick frequently or wanting to leave early. And these are just things that you have to set boundaries for with everyone. And, you know, with COVID, I think that's something that has been difficult to navigate being around more people than usual. So making sure everyone's gets COVID tested and staying organized. Mm -hmm. And on top of that for everyone, just little things that add up. Um, but all in all, things have progressed re really well in the new workspace. So there hasn't been anything de too detrimental, fingers crossed. 
But how do I deal with these problems? We just iron out everything, the kinks, right when they happen and find solution and resolution. 14, what are the best skills that a secondary school or a high school student, college student can practice in order to prepare for a business career while they study? Well, when I was in high school, I was selling weed on the side and that was teaching me a whole lot of business experience. I was also sneaking out and going to clubs at night and getting paid to promote different clubs and showing up and sometimes walking around with beer on a tray. And I was learning things about myself that people responded to and really finding the value that I had to offer and the hustle I had. That was just my experience. But realistically, thinking about someone who isn't doing anything (laughs) illegal, um, really just managing your time. I know a lot of college students don't get enough sleep as it is. But if you can get your work done somehow, I know nowadays a lot of us are doing it at home, but either waking up an hour early or staying up an hour late to work on your dream, I think following people that positively influence you so you subconsciously intake what they're doing and how they're growing as a person or a company so that when you do dive into your company, you have already been influenced so heavy by what you're scrolling on your phone. So I just, one more thing, you know, definitely unfollow people that are uninspiring or make you feel bad about yourself because a whole lot is being digested in your brain when you're on your phone for seven hours a day. So make sure you're digesting uh, things that could prepare you for your business career and personally your, you know, mental health and self-help goals as well. 15, to what do you attribute the success of either the business or you personally? Um, I definitely need to give myself more credit and give myself more pats on the back than I typically do, but I think staying motivated, uh, not listening to outside noise, trying not to be influenced by particularly family members or older people who are kind of set in their ways as to what their idea of success or business is. So really following my intuition and being inspired by those on a similar journey, feeling like an outcast. Uh, As far as attributing the success of my business, although I was the sole driver of my business at the time, Social media is such a key factor, Uh, having customers that really believed in me and my journey as a person, repeat customers, word of mouth customers. Those were extremely critical to the success uh, when, when I was starting everything. 16, what is the potential salary of a newly CEO and an experienced one? Honestly, I have no idea. I mean, I think my salary was fif- around 50000 and then we had to change it to 100000 but it definitely correlates with the net income your business is bringing in, and I recommend having a CPA who is fluent with small business to help decide how much you have to pay yourself, because yes, you have to put yourself on payroll. 17, my lucky number. What are the travel opportunities as a CEO? Well, they are limitless if you need some business expenses, if you're taking your work on the road, but you also want to make sure you can afford those expenses. But from someone who can kind of pick up and move their business anywhere, being online, it's a great opportunity to travel. If you are a drop shipper and don't have to be rooted with fulfillment where you are, that's even a better opportunity to travel. If you're a social media influencer, sometimes traveling and getting out of your comfort zone is really healthy and vlogging those experiences. 
But other CEOs may have to be a bit more hands-on and involved with their business, especially as more employees jump on board, unless you have management really uh, watching over them. But I think there's great travel opportunities. That's kind of the whole point of being an entrepreneur is being able to do whatever the fuck you want as long as you're making money, honey. 18, how did you choose your career? Is it something you have always known or been passionate about? I didn't choose it. It chose me. I literally, I have a knack for seeing opportunity in many, many things. I'm always the person at a dinner table who just comes up with an idea or, you know, while I'm sleeping, I come up with solutions in my head. Uh, But yes, it's always been known. Um, It's always been something I'm passionate about, but kind of fell into as well. I think a lot of us kind of just take the money where we see it coming. Even when you have your first jobs, you're just kind of working blindly to get your paycheck. So seeing that I could quickly do that with eBay from finding things at Goodwill, I was like, okay, if I can find something at Goodwill for $5, sell it for 10 on eBay. Okay. I just need to do that 10 times. So then, you know, a hundred or $50 investment turns into uh, the most simple math, (laughs) but yeah, you do, you can make a sale, you do it over and over and you make a business. All right. 19. And I do want to add, I like to say for 18, how did I choose my career? It was like a series of mistakes. You know, if I didn't get my DUI, I wouldn't have been forced to work from home because I couldn't fucking drive. 19. When did you know what you wanted to do for a career? What were the deciding factors that pushed you to choose your career field? Well, when I was making enough money to be like, shit, I need to fucking do some LLCing and trademarking and payroll. So it just, it got too big for its britches and it was like, all right, bitch, this is a career now. Like saddle up. Good luck. (laughs) Um, And then there was the joy of working from home and, you know, you start making more money than people around you, your family members. And then you're like, oh fuck, this is serious. Like, you know, and then it's, it's fun and exciting. It just keeps growing and growing and you keep watering this plant and it's beautiful. So it just seeing the growth in front of me helped push me and, Still was getting flack from people like what I did wasn't real. So that was difficult. But once we got over that giant hump of doubts from from the once we got over that giant hump from the doubts of of small minded people, you know, people pressing their dreams they never chased onto you, you know, your success brings out your success can bring out the worst in people because you remind them of what they aren't chasing or have yet. So keep that in mind. 20, what is your level of education? Is it important in your business? Uh, High school. I got kicked out of high school because of my DUI and they literally mailed me my diploma. Couldn't even walk. Didn't graduate. It was really fucking sad and pathetic. And it's not important in my business at all. I just, I missed out on that really special experience, which sucks. I can't even look at my cap and gown without getting emotional. Like they sent it, they mailed it to me. It's just in a fucking box. Um, so I just didn't, that wasn't a proud moment for me, but it doesn't fucking matter now. Um, you know, now free Google courses on business and watching YouTube courses to educate myself. That's what's much more important. Reading books and shit like that. (sighs) All right. Almost 13 more. Number 21. What differentiates you from the employees who work for you? What can a high school student, college student do to prepare themselves to be successful? 
what defeat what differentiates me from my employees is that I have to see the big picture. I'm not in the lull of the day to day, which their jobs might be, you know, attacking those little problems, but I have to see, you know, what's quarter two going to bring, what lookbooks are we going to do quarter three? What are we going to do different about this Black Friday that we didn't do last? You know, are we hitting our numbers? Uh, and having to be the face of the brand, you know, I have to come to work and get ready and make TikToks and content and they don't necessarily have to do that. Uh, but I know if I don't, I'll wake up broke. It's just the mindset I have to have. So someone in high school or a college student, I think preparing to yourself to um, be on camera a lot, if you're going to be the face of your brand, getting really comfortable with filming yourself so that you aren't fed to the wolves when you start getting hate comments or microanalyzing yourself, you have to build a thick layer of skin and armor protection from the scary place that social media can be. But trust me, the more authentic you are, the more wholeheartedly honest in yourself that you are and just not judging little things about you that you might think are weird on camera. Like no one gives a fuck about those, that little wrinkle or mole or pimple you might have. You, you just have to embrace it. If you notice your flaws and, you know, acknowledge them, no one can really call you out for them. 22, last one. If you were my age again, 16, what do you wish you knew about being a CEO and what would you have done differently? Well, I wouldn't have done anything differently because who knows what would have happened if I had. Um, but if I had to, for my the sake of my mental health, I wouldn't have stayed inside for years on end, just working so relentlessly, even things as little as going to coffee shops more to do it, to get out my comfort zone, to socialize while I was working uh, would have been more healthy to create a safe balance of self-care. So I wouldn't have gone down that black hole of depression and just feeling so alone and isolated. Um, what would I have done differently? That time in my life, hiring my friends was really difficult and put me back almost two or three years because after that bad experience, I didn't hire again. But fast forward three years later, when I finally did, my business quadrupled because I had good fucking help. So that is all the questions and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Maybe it inspired you. If it did, make sure to leave a five-star review at sweatpreneur.com. Every time you leave a good review, a unicorn has an orgasm. I'll see you guys next week at 12 noon Eastern time on the Sweatpreneur podcast. I love you. If you want to see more of me, head over to YouTube at Anna D and let's hang out some more. But until next time, bye guys.